Hello and welcome back to Passion Reviews Purpose Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to one of my friends, Shade. Uh, Shade and I met almost seven years ago now in Chicago, and she's been an amazing, amazing person since then. I really, really wanted to get her to come and you know share what she's learned and what she's learning on this podcast, and I knew she's going to be a great inspiration as you listen. Shade has appeared on Motown's uh, The Musical on Broadway. She's a Broadway performer. Uh, she holds a Bachelor's of Science degree from Ball State University, where she studied dance performance, pedagogy, and musical theater. She's an accomplished professional performing artist, a choreographer, and most importantly, as she would like to say, a believer. So please help me welcome my friend Shade to Passion Reviews Purpose Podcast. To, to start off, I think uh, it'll be best if I just, you know, give you an opportunity to also introduce yourself with Shade, like, like, who are you, <laughs> in a sense, you know? Yo, well, first of all, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, you know for reaching out giving me this opportunity i think this is great what you're doing um very very helpful mm. such a great platform you know yeah. for so many people so thank you for inviting me to be a part of that you're most welcome. um <laughs> so yeah my name is sade sade nicole is yeah. is what i go by um i am a uh, professional entertainer artist actress singer dancer um I started out uh, dancing and then and went to school for theater and dance. Uh, went on to perform um, in tours and uh, on stage. And um, so, you know, that's where my background is in. My background is in stage acting. I've done a little bit of just about everything you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Is that is that distracting? Is that really bad? No, 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 no. It's all good. Okay, okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. It's all um, good. yeah. So yeah, started out in theater, uh, but I've also done a lot of things. I just done music, um, fashion. You know, uh, pretty much you you name it. I've I've done it so far. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm born and raised outside of Chicago, Illinois. It's actually uh, where Tosin and I met. Um, yeah. Was born and raised. The city's called Joliet. I toured the country with Motown the Musical and then moved to New York City. Um, and then I kind of traveled down the East Coast, down to Washington, D.C. And uh, now I'm here in Los Angeles and I've been here now for for two years, um, wow. yeah, working in, in entertainment. That's great. So um, that's that's the background. That's like <laughs> the big how you, background. How are you finding? Uh, how are you finding LA? Like, what's your what's your experience with LA so far? Man, I love LA. I love LA so much. And I have to say, at first, you know, we kind of had a love hate relationship. You know, yeah. when I first came here, I came here for uh, a few times for work. And, you know, people would say, oh, you're going to go to, to Hollywood and, and you're not going to want to come back. And I think I, I think that might have been my pride because I was like, I just I just yeah. didn't want to like it. Um, 
but after being here for several months uh, while I was on tour, before I left, I just, I got this feeling that I was going to be back sooner than later and that it would be for a more extended amount of time. And yeah. I think four years after that is when I, I finally made the move and I don't have any regrets at all. I, I feel like out of all the places that I've lived, um, this is definitely home for me. Uh, wow. so that's, that's cool. That's cool to say and to admit, Yeah. but yeah, I love it. You can't beat the sunshine. You can't beat, um, you know, totally. being, having access to the ocean totally. and mountains. Yeah. So those, those, those are my, that's my holy trinity that keeps that's, me happy here good. in LA. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. That's, I think that's one of the things we, we've got good here in Australia is good. The sunshine, you know, the ocean, you know, mm -hmm. it's just there. So you have it. Money. 20 minutes drive your day so yeah that's really great so you've gone coast to coast yeah the other thing i wanted to obviously talk to you about obviously is what's going on with covid and lockdown i'm not sure um you know how much you know how the lockdown is over there in la i don't know if it's strict or if it's very relaxed but obviously people have changed a lot of things it's changed the way we work the way we you know do almost everything you know so mm -hmm. what what is what has it changed for you and what what are you learning from that process or that experience of this covid and lockdown well you know the the i think the biggest change has been the concept of uh time and how we spend our time yeah has been the biggest change for me um one, it was really a blessing in disguise to not have to, you know, as an artist, being an artist and being a creative, living in New York and living in LA, being in the industry, there is this hustle and bustle, you know, there's this hustle and bustle, even when you're working, you're still auditioning, you're still um, trying to book the next job. And so like, it's just, it's, it's nonstop. Yep. So, you know, when things came to a halt, um, you know, that was really one of the biggest changes for me being, you know, being that it affected me having to do that. Like you don't, you, one, you don't have to do that, but it's a different kind of hustle. You know, you go and you prepare for auditions and you show up and you go home. Now it's like, you have to have a lighting kit, <laughs> you have to record. And while it's some, in some ways it makes it a little bit more convenient, a little bit more, um, more simple that you can record from home and you can audition from home mm. but it's 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 quite a bit more <laughs> it actually is quite a bit more work because yeah. you know you have to test angles you have to test sound you sometimes you have to get someone to come over and, and help you out and trying to fit that all in your schedule it's just a it's a different kind of mentality and it's a different hustle and grind after those first few weeks yeah. i mean the first few months excuse me of things being shut down, I feel like America is really hard pressed to keep things as close to normal as we possibly can. Yeah. In my opinion, it feels like we haven't quite grasped that the new normal is still being determined and still being created. I think we're still trying to hold on to um, what we knew is normal. And so it didn't take long for auditions to start back rolling in and, yeah. you know, everything just really trying to pick up like normal, but there are different circumstances. Uh, and, you know, we're all, we are still coping. 
things are still happening every day, you know, um, and for the most part, people are being understanding with that because everyone's going through the same thing in their yeah. homes. But it's just, it's just very interesting. It's, it's interesting, like I said, to, to, to watch because that sometimes I'm like, mm, we still don't get it. <laughs> That's right. I, you know, we still haven't gotten it all the way here. You know, people are still, especially in LA, yeah. uh, because the weather's nice, rest- restaurants are open. You know, you can, they're, you can't eat inside, but you can eat outside. And, you know, in some other areas of the country, they do have inside eating. And, you know, so it's like people are having dinners and brunches and, you yeah. know, just kind of going along with life as usual. And there's just like this very odd, eerie, unspoken thing that's happening. Like, hey, guys, like this is this is, this is still happening. So it's just it's just interesting to watch and especially to see how other parts of the world is is dealing with it and then comparing it to what's happening here. It's just. Yeah. It's bizarre. You know, it's really bizarre. Totally. Do, do you feel like, you know, the whole experience, you know, do you feel it has made you like uh, discover a part of yourself that you didn't think was there before, like because of the situation? Man, you know, I have to say it's it's definitely allowed me to get more in touch with myself, you right. know, um, because again, having the opportunity to slow down, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to really think about what you want and to have to face, um, you know, like whatever challenges that you may have been avoiding or suppressing, yeah. you know, it seems like once the world stopped, the body, the spirit, everybody, for some people, it's almost like involuntarily things just kind of started coming up. It's kind of that thing of when you're like really busy and you have a big deadline coming up. And as soon as that deadline is over, you get sick or something like that. It's because your body is like your subconscious is like, great, now you can take a break. That's right. So it's been it's been a lot of that. It's been a lot of that. But um, you know, I think all in all, it's it's definitely been a great opportunity to to um discover some things and even to look more into things that I haven't had time to explore, haven't had right. chance to explore, you know. So yeah, that's that's really exciting. That's good. I, I was thinking while we're talking about, you know, COVID in America and stuff, you know, I would like to get your, you know, your view on what's been happening lately, you know, particularly with the, you know, you know, Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and now the election, you know, and all that stuff. You know, this is not a political podcast, by the way. I just thought it'll be, it's very important to use every opportunity to educate and create awareness, you know, for people who may not understand that struggle or we may not understand what it's like to be caught up within that struggle, you know? So yeah. what's your experience? What, what, what have you uh, experienced so far? Man, well, the, the thing is, you know, this election is, it's coming at a very pivotal time, you okay. know? Again, as much as we're trying to to go along, you know, as with things as normal, and we're trying to go along with business as usual, there's a lot of things that are being exposed at this time, whether you like it or not. And so, the interesting thing about the election, particularly about the race being so close, I think there are a lot of people who are so shocked and surprised at you know, how many, how much of a divide that there is. Mm. I think that's mind boggling to a lot of people. Um, And 
part of that is shock. And I think also some of it is, is also denial, you know, and that's an interesting concept as well, because when you think about when the pandemic hit and we were forced to be in our homes and not go to work, everything that we knew was pretty much snatched away from us and the playing field was level. Right. So with racism rearing its ugly head again, the thing was, it wasn't that it hasn't always been there, but it's there's nothing to hide behind. It 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 leveled the playing field for everyone but black people. True. Very true. Because people lost their jobs people you know um their your your their people's growth and development was challenged it's like may have gotten a new job may be starting on new ventures but this very thing has been constant you know every year every few months uh it's a constant thing where there's someone being shot in the news there's mm. someone being violently murdered and there's someone who's black in America getting their life taken and not not receiving justice so at a time where everyone is literally doing nothing but at home Hmm. watching tv on social media they had the time you know people had the time to protest and people had the time to spread awareness and people had the time to express their anger Right. You know, and not only that, like I said, you know, having to stop the hustle and bustle of, of life, you finally are even able to express what it is that you feel. And that's just so it's not just Damod Arbery, it's not just Breonna Taylor, it's not just George George Floyd, it's all the people dating back to those that we don't have names for, that we haven't had the time to grieve. We haven't had the time to fight for their justice. We haven't had the time to express how heavily this is affecting us and how heavy of a burden that this is for black people to carry, even though we're living our daily lives, assimilating into American culture. It's all of our problem. When one person dies, we all die. Very true. When one person doesn't get justice, none of us get justice because if it's gonna keep happening, it can be anyone. Mm. You know, so it's like, it's just very interesting how things have kind of collided and, and, you know, people are really surprised, are really surprised. But if anything, it's just, it's time for the truth, you know, to be exposed. It's ugly, you know, but I think every country has their ugly truths, you know, that they aren't proud of, but, you know, the truth self sets you free. And, you know, I feel like this difficult time that we're in and this shift that's taking place is just one of many steps to, you know, there being a restoration of society. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's very true. Cause a lot of things needed to be revealed, you know, eventually like, you know, this, you can only keep those things, um, you know, secret for so long, or you can only suppress them for so long before they get to the surface and it just, things just blow out, you know? You know, yeah, so it's good to see though, because I think it's created such an awareness that even over here in Australia, like, you know, people are starting to have more uh, consciousness of what it means, you know, what racism is all about, you know, the 
talking about it. They're having conversations and asking questions about it, which is really great. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now let's move into your Broadway experience. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite part. This is really what I want to talk about. <laughs> okay. So I know you were like doing the Motown, you know, musical and all that, you know. So I just want to know what that experience did for you. How did it, you know, form or shape you as a person? And what was it like, you know, overall? Man, first of all, it was amazing. It, yeah. it was it was definitely the job of my dreams. You know, I've, I've always wanted to perform. There were three things that I wanted to do. Okay. when I grew up I was to be a teacher yeah travel the world and be on Broadway wow so far I've done all three right. <laughs> uh <laughs> but um yeah booking booking Motown the musical really changed uh, my trajectory as I knew it I was I just graduated from college and I actually had just had uh, my daughter my daughter was a I think three years old by the time that I booked that show. And I was performing regionally in Chicago and even performing a little bit um, throughout over the throughout the country, doing other regional jobs. Um, but I think that, um, you know, being that I was a mom, yeah. I did have a brief period where I was like, okay, maybe this isn't something that I'll be able to do anymore. Um, and so it came at a definitely came at a time where I needed I needed that I needed to remind myself of my dreams and my goals wow. and and what it is that I wanted to accomplish. Um, being able to take my daughter with me, I took her with me on the road, and I homeschooled her while I was on the road. It was very very hard. <laughs> very very difficult. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, but. I would say that she enjoyed it. She was exposed to so much being wow. being that age and being able to travel the country with her mom and mm. being a theater kid, being an arts kid. And she just, even to this day, like, you know, she can look on TV at any given moment and say, oh, that's such and such, you know? Yeah. And like, it's just, it's just really, really cool, you know, yeah. because she, she has that awareness and that, that because of that experience. Um, so that's one reason it, it, it was not only a good experience for me, but just being able to expose my daughter to that um, was really, really special. Another part is I'm a people person. I love my community, my family, my friends and uh, traveling and touring with Motown really gave me the opportunity to stay connected to my loved ones that were all over the country, you right. know, family members that I hadn't met to friends you know from college you know that had gone on and have families and i was able to meet their children and their husbands and their spouses and you know and also um being able to establish a network throughout the country as well like you know working with people that were from new york and so 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 talented probably one of the most talented groups of people that i've ever met And, and to this day like they're all all the people that I've worked with are so successful. They're so inspiring. Mm-hmm. And just to be around black excellent, right. telling, telling a story um, about a man who really, you know, he, he changed history, you know, like, and working closely with Barry Gordy also, like, you know, we owe so much to him in the music industry and the arts industry and entertainment industry with what he did. So being able to just be a part of that story, work with him, work with, people and it was almost kind of like history repeating itself like he started Motown with a group of people from Detroit traveling the country on a bus 
Yeah. You know, and even even that, like, you know, the trajectory of, of the Motown company and the artists and them living their lives of pursuing their artistry through um through uh, out American history in that era and being faced with racism themselves and like us as well. You know, we were we were in um, St. Louis at the time um, that the Mike Brown verdict was was read and many of us protested and and the morning and then went to do our show you know like it being able to be a part of history and experience things in, in that way was like it was mind-blowing it's an, it's definitely an experience that i'll always cherish yeah um yeah so it was it was really awesome it was great um, there definitely were some challenges as well <laughs> yeah what would you say you was can imagine. the most what would you say was the most thing that challenged you or what the, the biggest challenge that you had, you know, in that experience? Oh, man, I'd, I'd have to say um, one of the biggest challenges, I think being an artist, being a creative or a performer or someone who's, you know, your, your career is interacting with people and being in front of people and being outgoing, um, you know, sometimes that is kind of perceived as our, like our greatest character trait. And the diff, one of the most difficult things of being on tour was that you're surrounded by people who are just like you. (laughs) And so we gravitate to each other and, you know, we, we get along very well, but then also we live in this bubble, you know, on one end we're a family and we're there to support each other but then also we're away from our families and our loved ones Mm -hmm. and so we're going through challenges you know quietly and you know so the challenge was really you know being surrounded by people but then also very feeling very lonely at times you know having a great support system but also feeling unsupported because you know hey these people are people that you just met or people that you know, have that, that are coping with being on the road and maybe they don't have the tools to support you with what you need. You know, I was a mom and I was the only person with her kid on tour. So that's a challenge that some of my castmates weren't able to support me and they did as, as best that they could. But there were definitely things about my experience that I didn't have anyone to share with. Right. Um, and then, you know, being on the road, it's very difficult to to stay in touch with family members because of the schedule and, you know, so it was just, it it was definitely very challenging in that way. I'd say that's probably one of the most challenging things. Wow. Well, that was, yeah, I can only imagine that, you know, uh, because you went into it, not the same way like everyone else, you know, so you have a a very unique, Mm -hmm. you know, situation there. So speaking of Broadway, where would you place your love and passion for dance and music theater right now or going into the future? Oh man, here's the thing, like being on Broadway was a dream. Yeah. Like it, it was everything that I imagined that it would be. But at the same token, I remember the first night, my very, my opening night and feeling like I wasn't as excited as I thought I would be or should be. And I think that was the moment that I realized that, you know, while it was a dream of mine, like it wasn't my greatest passion, Right. you know, as, as amazing as it is being on stage, I love just the feeling of, 
sharing the arts with people. And I think connecting that love for the arts and that love for performing, for connecting that to my very means of survival, it, it creates a challenge, right? You know, it kind of creates a challenge of like, okay, you know, this, this can't be, this can't be the one thing that sustains me and fulfills me. Um, so right now, if I, I definitely see myself being on Broadway again, I loved it. And um, I do plan to, 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 to go there and I still, you know, pursue it to this day, but it's not as high up. It's not as high up on my list of, right. of um, <laughs> would you, would priorities you say, anymore. Is it in the top three? It is in the top three. It's probably okay. number three. That's good. Uh, I, I always yeah. say whatever you have in the top five, you know, this, this is the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Definitely. If I got a, if I got a call, if Broadway was open right now, yeah. you know, and, and I got a call, I would be, I would be on a plane. Yeah. For sure. You'll be there. All right. <laughs> That's great. Well, now let's talk about your, you know, your recent posts like that I've been, I've been following, you know, and I, and I noticed that you've been quite open and transparent you know, with some of the things that you were sharing online, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you know, touching on topics like, you know, depression or fear or accepting love in yourself. Those are really important mm -hmm. things that, and not everyone is able to come, you know, come up and share those things openly like you did. So I was like, it really challenged me. It was like, this is things that I personally have been through, I've experienced myself, but I don't think I'm courageous enough to start sharing that openly. Mm -hmm. So tell me what really, really led you to that, you know, to sharing that openly man okay so you know <laughs> like I said I think being that my life and and profession has been being in front of people and performing and sharing when I first started to um I started to suffer from anxiety right and I also depression and it was really difficult for me because I didn't feel like it fit my identity. Right. You know, I love being around people and thinking about being, you're, you're used to being on stage and you're used to performing and you're used to being joyful. And then that moment that you feel like you cannot access the joy within you mm. or you can't access peace within you when you're you know, or you, you start to have anxiety when you have, when you're going to be around people, I started to go, wait a minute, who is this person? This isn't Sade. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's really how I felt. And so every time it would happen, I would just kind of like be freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, like, why is this, why is this, why is this happening to me? Mm. Um, and it caused me to really isolate myself and it really caused me to be very uh, cryptic and, and silent about the battle that I was, um, that I was, that I was going through. Um, and to be quite honest, when I was in the darkest, those darkest places, I learned that the one thing that I could do, no matter how I felt was encourage people. Right. You know, I would, I would wake up and I would spend the entire day just trying to get out of bed just trying to work up the energy, you know, to go on about my day. And there were some days where I would get to the nighttime and I'd, I'd just have to go to bed and go to sleep and say, okay, I'll try again tomorrow, you know? Mm -hmm. But I started to realize, you know, if someone called me or, you know, 
there was someone who was sharing or in despair or in distress and I had something to share with them to bring them out that that could get me up. Like I, I would go from, oh, you know, I'm okay. I too. Listen, <laughs> you know, full on yeah. alert. And I just, I realized that, you know, I don't have to hide mm. my struggles and I don't have to hide what I'm going through because sharing my story is not going to only help other people, but it's going to help me, you know? So I realized that as long as I was keeping my journey a secret, that one, I wasn't giving the honor and the glory to God who brought me from a place that I never thought that I was going to come out of. Like I really got to the point where I was like, okay, I guess this is my life now. You know, I was like, okay, guess this is my life now. Um, okay you know so just the fact that I was able to overcome those things Mm. I felt like it was really my duty to to share you know to share with people so that they could have hope you know and so that maybe if if there were just one person you know Mm. that could get some kind of healing or faith or encouragement for me sharing what I was going through even if it's just to say hey I'm going through that too if I were going through that too you know, to feel like there's someone that can relate to you, it really kind of sets you free in a way. It's like, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not suffering this thing alone, or I'm not alone in this thing, you know. Um, like I said, that was the most challenging thing for me on tour, but I realized I didn't tell anyone. Wow. I didn't tell anyone out of all those people that I was going to work with every day, traveling with, I didn't tell anyone what I was going through yeah you know and so of course I felt lonely wake up the next day and perform you know and just put up the you know yeah and the thing is so many people do that so many people are just trying to get from point a to point b you know they're just trying to make it to the end of the day and so I understand that okay well let me just focus and put one foot of the other on side of the one foot in front of the other but the thing is we get farther we reach farther when we hold hands you know it's like hey I ain't got it all and you ain't got it all but let's take what I got and what you got and we can get somewhere together that's so true so you know that was really what what inspired me to to start sharing my story it's no magical (laughs) reason other than that yeah, that's really powerful. I mean, it's, it's almost like you you started you started your own movement there, you know, where you just you know empower people, encourage people, and like I always like to say, you know, there, there's a redeeming power in our stories when we tell it. You know, when you tell your story, someone listens to that and they go, "Oh, I'm not alone in this. You know, I can do that. If he can do that, I can do that. You know, it's just so powerful because uh, I've been to some things too, and I'm like, I don't know if I should share this. But the moment you start talking to people, right, you realize that, oh, wow, this is not so much, it's not that bad anyway, you know, like people actually resonate with it, they understand it, they're going through the same thing. So it's just so nice to see, it was so good to see, and I thought that was really bold of you, really, um, you know, courageous, you know, <laughs> to do that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to work up my, my courage to that level yet, to where I can go publicly and share something so deeply personal. Yeah, so I'll get there one day. (laughs) 
the time will come. The time yeah. will come. Definitely for sure. The time will come. Yeah. Um, so, well, according to well, I mean, this podcast is all about passion and purpose and all that, you know, so I thought I would definitely ask you about that, you know, what you think about that topic and what your relationship is with that you know, those words, passion and purpose, and what, what did it mean to you when you think about those two words? Well, when I think about purpose, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things that you can do without any resources. Mm. You can do it without any training or qualification. The purpose itself is, is the qualification. Um, and so, you know, when I think about myself, it's what I just told you, I realized no matter how I felt when I was experiencing anxiety, when I was experiencing depression and I was experiencing the crippling fear, hmm. the thing I was struggling with was feeling like I was, I couldn't do anything. Right. You know, I was feeling incapable and helpless and hopeless. And so when I realized that even when I felt that way, I could still encourage people. Even when I felt hopeless myself, I could fill someone else with hope. Mm. Even when I felt, you know, when I was struggling, I could still pour into someone else and fill them up and in turn feel, fill myself up. I realized that that was my purpose. Mm. That was the why. That was the thing that I, you know, we all, I think, have ha, can say, you know, overthinking can be an issue. That was, that's the thing I don't ever have to overthink. Yeah. I don't ever have to know what to say to encourage someone. It right. just rises up out of me, you know. And then I'm also, and I'm also passionate about it. You know, I'm passionate about um, belief. You know, I'm passionate about potential and other people's potential and seeing other people uh, live out their potential and, and reach their dreams. And, you know, I think when I focus was focusing on myself, trying to do that, it was becoming such a burden, you know, mm. because I felt like I had to do it, Yeah. you know, mm. but I'm passionate about it. You know, once I realized like, Hey, that fire, it ignites a fire in you. If there's something that ignites a fire in you and that fire lights someone else's fire and so on and so forth, that is what passion does. Wow. You know, so I find that when I speak to people, when I share my story and someone else is like, hey, I, I feel like I need to share my story too. Or, hey, I was going through that. That is what passion does, mm. you know? That's so true. So that's what it is for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. You know what what you were saying about you know, uh, you don't have to have a reason to encourage someone or, you know, that's so important because sometimes we feel like we need to feel something before we do some of these things. But the actual truth is, you have to act first before that feeling comes. You know, mm -hmm. like you don't need a reason to be kind. You don't need a reason to encourage people. But when you do those things, the feelings that follow is indescribable, like you just can't describe it. Exactly. You know, it, it just puts you in a different wavelength where, you know, you never thought you could be, you know? So I think that's that's the real power in that, you know, encouraging people and being kind and just being all, I mean, all around good to people in a way. So that's really good. That's really, really important. So 
what I want to know now is what's next for Shade? Like, what are you working on? What are you going to be working on in the next, I don't know, a couple of years down the line? What should we look oh. forward to? Well, um, so speaking of passion and purpose yeah. and <laughs> in me discovering, um, in me discovering that about myself and then and also working through my own you know challenges mm -hmm. that I faced I realized that uh you know my story and some of the tools that I've learned and um used in order to help me to overcome these things that I could help other people right and once I started to share my story um you know I realized there's a lot more people that are struggling with some of the same things, you know, that I've been, that I've been struggling with for the past, you know, 10 or so years. And if I can help people to get there a little sooner and to empower people to be able to help overcome those things themselves, then I'll be happy, you know? And so um, I created a program uh, using some of the tools that I've used to overcome fear, anxiety, depression, um, self-love, um, mm. you know, there's a lot of different things and a lot of different resources that I've used in order to really heal myself and to live more holy and live more fully and, mm. and tap into my highest potential. And so, um, I come, you know, com combine those things. And I've started to actually teach people uh, how to do that for themselves. And that's the most, that's the thing that I'm most excited about, excited about, yeah. uh, because I'm seeing people literally transform in yeah. front of my eyes. And it's so funny, because as much as I want to say, oh, you know, I didn't expect to do that. It's something that I, like I said, I wanted to do. I just didn't know what it looked like. You know, I just, I didn't know what it looked like. And I just feel like, you know, God kind of used my story. He used my struggle uh, to not just help me, but to help others. And so the moment that I said, yes, the people just started showing up, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, I, I just, I, it's making me really, really happy that I, that I can do that. It's, it's still challenging sometimes because there's so much still happening yeah. uh, in the world and, and, and so, but that's what makes it even more important, like I said, for me to share these things, because um, as long as I can keep empowering myself and keep empowering other people and we're establishing this community, yeah. you know, we'll always have what we need to get through and to, to get through and to get through and to get through and to overcome. So, um, yeah, that's what that's what I've been working on mainly. Um, I do uh, plan to write a book about my experience as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, those are, those are the two big things. Awesome. Oh, I was going to say that about writing a book. I think you should definitely write a book. It should be a book to read. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, see, I believe so much in every time I do this, I really believe so much in the power of the audience of one, you know, like mm -hmm. I do it as if I'm speaking to a singular person, you know, and, and that's why I always encourage everyone that comes on the podcast to, um, have a message like if you were to say something to someone listening to this right now you know that will be listening to this like I don't know 10 years from now or five years from now or whenever like what message do you have 
for that person who is listening to this right now. And I don't know who they are. I don't know where they're from. I don't know what the problem is or what the challenges are, but what message would you like to send to people listening to this podcast? Oh man. I would have to say that um, whatever it is that you are struggling with, whatever it is that you feel like you lack, um, there's a reason that you're here. There's a reason that you're here. Um, and there's nothing that you've done or, or nothing that you can do that can keep you from doing what you're here to do. Uh, so knowing that, let that guide you, let that push you to keep going and to not give up on yourself because that is, that is a, that's a strong enough. Having the belief that you're here for a reason is a strong enough thing to overcome anything. Right. Well, that's, that's really good. Yeah, we got to believe we're here for a reason. And I think that's where it starts. And, you know, when you think about why people feel so depressed, it's just because they, they can't see the way beyond where they're stuck at the moment. Like, you don't have a reason. You can't see beyond today. It's like you're stuck in a box. That's it. Like, I don't see anything else. So I might as well just end this or mm. forget about everything. But when you start to understand and realize that there's a reason for everything, you know, yeah. like someone said, you know, the purpose of our lives is to be so immersed in the moment that we're living right now that we don't, you know, concern ourselves or bother ourselves with what's going to happen tomorrow or what happened yesterday. You know, it's just that living in the moment. Right. So I think that's very relevant uh, that people should yeah, think about that for, yeah, for a change. Think about the reason why you're here. So again, I really want to thank you for coming on this, uh, you know, podcast and having a conversation with me. You know, like I said, we met in a very interesting way, you know, and we would have thought we'd be doing this like almost seven years later. <laughs> it was crazy. Right. Really, really great. So, and that's, that goes to show the power of, you know, relationships and, you know, connections and people that we meet on that journey. On our, you know, on our way in life, it's it's really really powerful. So I didn't see this uh, when I met you back then. <laughs> Man, really really great. Thank you for coming and taking time to be here. I really appreciate everything that you've shared today. I appreciate your wisdom and your knowledge. More importantly, I appreciate you as a person and you know who you are and everything that you've done. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you. Coming. Thank you Let's for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited uh, yeah. to be here. I really appreciate you inviting me. Yeah. And I do hope, I hope this conversation was helpful for, for somebody. And I do yeah. believe that maybe this was a part of the purpose, you know, of us connecting in the way that we did. Yeah. yeah. Right here, so could be. Yeah. So yeah, I'll put this up and obviously I'll do what I do you know, share the links with you and all of that. Uh, you're okay with tagging on, I can tag you in this? Yeah, of course. Absolutely, I'll tag you so people can find you and get one, some of those inspirational messages and encouragement from you directly. Yeah, and um, as a thank you gift for coming on the podcast today, I'm gonna send you a copy of my book. 
um, in the mail. So um, just gonna need your, you know, address, obviously. All right, all <laughs> so right. I'll send to you in the mail, and hopefully you enjoy reading it. This is the latest work of the Purpose Finder, and yeah. So, but can't that, that's, wait. That's that's us for today. I hope you have a good evening. It's almost seven o'clock there right now. Mm-hmm. It's Saturday here, twelve p.m. in the afternoon. So okay. it's a totally different world. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for coming. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks for having me. Have a good night. You too. Yes.